Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Dash Radio Show with your hosts, Don Wright DeBrantz and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on facebook.com forward slash the Dash Radio. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to tonight's Dash Radio Show. I am your host, Dawn Wright DeBrantz, and with me is my co-host, Mr. Peter Mingles. Peter's here. Peter's here. <laughs> and we have a really fantastic guest tonight that I'm really excited to introduce. And um, I, we were Facebook friends, and we heard about each other, and, and she like kind of poked me on the shoulder, and then I went and, to figure out what it was she does, and the next thing you know, I'm like, oh, my God, we have to have her on the show, and <laughs> and now I'm about to be her client. I'm certain of it, and uh, so I would like to introduce Miss Marcia Friedman. Welcome, Marcia. Oh, Dawn, <laughs> I love that introduction. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. It's well, it's really cool. Like, I mean, I was looking at the Celebritize Yourself program and, and I know you're gonna tell us all about it and I was watching the you know, you on the news and talking about it and I got all excited about it and then I went and checked out your company and you know, it, the EMS Incorporated, right? Is what it's called. Yes. And uh-huh. uh, and how you do public relations and, and what you do for your clients and I thought, how have I not met you before? So <laughs> you've been very, very busy. So, you know, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and, and how you ended up here first before we get into the whole celebritize yourself thing. Oh heck, what a strange journey that is. So Dawn, <laughs> I noticed you go by the hippy dippy diva, right? Hippy diva, that's right. The hippy diva, okay. Mm-hmm. Do you want do you want me to start with the hippy days in my world or no? Or <laughs> you can to... start anywhere you like. <laughs> just emphasize the diva, whatever part you're ready for, just emphasize the diva. Now, right. Hey, Peter, we're women. You know, we I'm, tend to I'm kind of have that diva esque thing. I'm dealing yeah. with it. She cracks the whip. <laughs> Hey, if you guys don't hear me, I just got to let everybody know, it's raining and pouring and there's electricity and there's lightning over here. And, Dawn, do I have to stand up at the top of this metal pole still for this <laughs> yes, Peter, you do. radio show? Dawn, give him a break. <laughs> can, I, can I please? Can I please? He's just a brat, I swear. People think I'm mean because of him, Marcia. <laughs> oh, you're just being that woman behind the man, you know, with him right. into shape. But... Well, in answer to your question, let's see. I started the company about 23 years ago, actually, in 1990. And, you know, the truth of the matter, guys, is that I never went to school to be a PR. I don't even think I knew what that was or what they did. I was really more a – I was a marketer, actually. And I just knew that I loved kind of helping people, you know, getting behind them, helping them promote their ideas or solving their problems. I'm a Jewish girl, too. So it kind of comes with the territory, you know. Mm-hmm. You're always solving problems and being that Yentish kind of person. So I could, New York Italian I, here, so I understand completely. Well, you understand all of <laughs> one and the same. You know, it's the same, it's identical. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but somebody had actually um, a dear friend of mine had suggested that I. Uh, I had moved to Florida, didn't know what I was going to do. He had actually suggested that I start booking some 
uh, business associates on talk radio, and I love the medium of talk radio, always have, have been a great fan, a listener for so many years, and I thought it was a great idea. Then I started looking into the business of what that, oh my, that's a PR firm, oh my, there's thousands of agencies out there. Well, as a marketer, I needed a hook. He had suggested, look, charge uh, just, you know, for each show that you book. And honestly, that was the beginning of the pay-for-performance company that I developed 23 years ago. At that time, um, there were maybe one or two other PR agencies that actually functioned in that way as a pay-for-performance agency. I think I, they called it pay-for-play. But that was it. So it gave me my marketing hook of so I could position myself different than other agencies and really stand out from them. So I was really one of the pioneers in the pay-for-performance model. I kind of look at some of the agencies today and giggle a little bit because many of them will call themselves pay-for-performance and not to bash anybody in my industry, but it's a little comical because what they're talking about is, hey, we'll write the press release, you pay for it. And that's <laughs> not at all what what we're about. We're actually um, you know, guaranteeing media, which is very different than other PR agencies out there. But that's really how we started. And, and do you mind me kind of rambling no. away? No, please, okay. continue. One of the other differences, and, and actually this is really, I think anyway, for people to hear, um, if they're looking to hire an agency, to know kind of what goes on behind the scenes. We're also set up differently than other agencies in that, uh, again, because I didn't know how other agencies did it. I'd never worked in one. I wasn't one, didn't go to school you know, to learn how to be it, I kind of had to figure out how to get the media's attention uh, because guess what? If I didn't, I didn't get paid. So I just kind of put that marketing, you know, my marketing skills to work and figured if I can give them, uh, if I can write some copy that's going to interest them in my guest, give them like uh, the whole concept for the show, guess what? I might get a booking. And so we really built the company on that basis and we set it up very differently as well in that in my agency we have a specialist who only books talk radio, somebody else who only books TV, somebody else who only books print, and two other people that only do social media. So each one of our people, they're specialists in the media, and they're also mostly from the media. They've been on the other side. So here we are, you know, but it took 23 years to kind of go through that evolution, figure it all out. <laughs> And here we are today. That's right. So, you know, it, we all get get to where we're going, you know, usually the hard way. And um, it takes a little bit of ingenuity and, and a little bit of luck. And, you know, I, I say, you know, a little bit of fairy dust <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to have that, that magical break. And, um, and when did you write your first book? Uh, it, actually, it's my first and it's my only book to date, although I am oh. working on a second book. Um, that should be coming out in a few months. I wrote the book, um, I think it came out about three years ago. And quite honestly, Don, it was really an evolution of all of the work that I had been doing over the years with my clients. It kind of, it, it kind of dawned on me that even though everybody knew the different things, you know, people out there knew, hey, write a book, use it as a marketing vehicle. Nobody had kind of really come together as uh, really recognizing that, you know what, it's actually a formula. Um, of how to get into the media and how to really be positioned as uh, as an expert celebrity. 
but it, it, you know, it, it all kind of came together at the same time, and I think that that happened a lot with the changes that were happening in the media. We saw a lot of you know, experts becoming celebrities. You know, we, we remember we had the O.J. Simpson trial. All of a sudden mm-hmm. we have celebrity attorneys. You know, the Food Network happened, and all of a sudden we have celebrity chefs. So, you know, look, look. today we live in a celebrity world. We have these political pundits, financial experts, fitness gurus. We even have um, Cesar the Dog Whisperer and, you know, <laughs> Dog the Bounty Hunter. Who would have ever thought? <laughs> but... You know, Cesar the Dog Whisperer, he is a expert celebrity on dogs and, and animals. You know, so it works, you know, in today's world, it really works for any profession, that whole model. Yeah, and it's it's interesting. And Peter knows I have been for the past year talking, or maybe a year and a half, talking about writing my book. I got to write my book. I got to write my book. And him and I have actually started um, a book that we're writing together. And uh, that actually took precedence because I just said, you know, that's going to be way more fun than the book that I was uh, moving around in my head. And and uh, it's it's just it's so important, you know. I I have just had that leading. You got to write that book because. You know, it gives just total validity to everything you're saying. You know, when people get out there and they position themselves well as, you know, the expert that they are with 25 years in a business, um, you know, it's it really, it does. It gives them all sorts of, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Credibility. Credibility. Thank you. <laughs> it really does. It does. You know what, guys? Let me share a secret with you. Um, and maybe it isn't really a secret, but to many it is. You know, when you go out there and see all these books out there on the bookshelves, you know, written by doctors and lawyers and um, fitness gurus and even chefs, look, there's this whole industry out there called ghostwriters. The majority of those books are written in collaboration with a ghostwriter. So Don and Peter, don't stress. You actually can hire somebody to help you put it all together, really. I mean... Because writing a book, let's face it, it's time-consuming, but also it's a profession. And truly, that's how a lot of books are done. Wow, that's awesome. So so for those people who are sitting there staring at the white screen, terrified, going, but I swear <laughs> to God I'm going to do this, <laughs> there's hope for them. It, it really is because it's very daunting, particularly if we're, you know, we're not writers. Look, I I do a lot of writing, and I'm sure both of you do as well. But sitting down and writing a book is a whole different animal, and it's very daunting. It's very time-consuming. Heck, it's a lot easier to, you know, hire somebody. You could do it very affordably and um, hire somebody. Share your. It's all your thoughts, your content, but they know how to pull it all together in a book so that you're able to really get your precise message out and you're you know, they're doing the heavy lifting. Does that make sense? Awesome. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, for and one sure. other little hint for you and for your listeners as well is uh you can go to guru dot com, G U R U dot com or Elance dot com if you're not familiar with it. And post your project. You know, you Post the fact that you want a book, what the book is about, even how much you want to pay, and um, you're going to get a lot of writers coming to you who want to bid on working with you. You'll be overwhelmed, as a matter of fact. But that's really <laughs> the way to do it. Really awesome, awesome. So you can you can go ahead and have all of your ideas and all of your thoughts and give them to somebody else to go ahead and put together in the time that you don't have. 
Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> because look, let's face it, isn't time probably one of our most valuable commodities? So we want to spend it really as effectively as we can. And and why not have a professional do it for you? And you know, it is your voice. It is a really good ghostwriter is going to be able to duplicate your voice. It's going to know how you talk. You're going to work in collaboration with them. You're going to put in your anecdotal stories to support your message. So it really is your message. You're just hiring somebody who has the skill to write it and put it together in a book. That's it's it doesn't take away at all from the validity of you as the messenger or the author. That is absolutely incredibly great information. Thank you so much. And we're gonna be back with Marsha Friedman in just a couple minutes after this word from our sponsors. Do you run a home based business? Are you looking under every rock for your next superstar diamond in the rough? Are you looking for leads in all the wrong places? Look no more. If you're a seasoned entrepreneur, you know you need the right tools in place to run your online business effectively. If you're brand new at your business and you are looking for top-notch training that will take you and your sales team to the next level, for email marketing, autoresponders, lead management systems, and more, Network Leads is what you need to prospect, communicate, manage, and support your customers and sales organizations. Just go to www.networkleads.com forward slash the dash radio and register for your free lead management system today. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronce and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. And now, back to the show. And welcome back to The Dash. This is Dawn Wright DeBrunce, and we have Peter Mingles, and we are with the fabulous Miss Marcia Friedman. And uh, if you have... If you missed the first couple of minutes, you should go back and listen to the archive. <laughs> but, but there's some really big nuggets in the first 15 minutes about going ahead and writing your own book, celebritizing yourself, and about ghostwriting. So, Peter, do you have any questions for this lovely lady? I am here, and I will apologize to everybody that's listening in because you made me climb down off the post that I'm holding the antenna. <laughs> so if our attendance drops during my short period, I apologize. <laughs> You're excused. Oh, thank you. Marsha, you know, <laughs> we, we deal a lot with people in um, uh, network marketing, home-based business, and things like that. So everybody has a little bit of an entrepreneurial spirit, and or maybe a lot of an entrepreneurial spirit. And a lot of people have a feeling like, you know, they have an important thing to say. I'm sure, and, and, and I don't know if I'm answering my own question or not, but is there any times – where you would say, okay, you should celebritize yourself because you are an authority, you have something really good to say, and are there any times you might say, you know, I don't know really if this is right for you at this time because you're kind of new at this and you're a little bit rough around the edges. So where do you draw the line in the sand of when someone probably should, as an authority, get their word out and really brand themselves? And when would you like a, a guy that really doesn't know what he or she is doing say maybe you should learn a little bit more about your profession first before you maybe brand yourself the wrong way? And is that well, even you an ask, issue? 
It is very much, and I think you you addressed it and you answered it perfectly because it's really true. I mean, the last thing you want to do is be disingenuous or even have any kind of a pretense, particularly when you're going to be going out there to the media because they're going to sniff you out. Not that anybody would want to do it knowingly, but, you know, really, what is an uh, an expert celebrity? It's really somebody who does have a particular expertise in a field and on top of that has an interest in rising to the top of their game and really becoming well-known as the go-to guy in their field. So, absolutely, it it it's really for anyone who has that expertise. And if you don't have that expertise, wait until you get it because that's what's really going to build, you know, there's that integrity factor that's involved with going out there and positioning yourself as an expert. If you don't have the the the, the history and the experience behind it, it you know, PR-wise, it could hurt you. So, but, you know, Peter, I'm not sure if this is where you were going as well, but I think the point is pretty much every one of us has an expertise, whether it's as a, a mother or as a, a you know, a gardener, um, if somebody wants to turn it into a business, you know, if it's, you know, you're, you're a great mom, you love taking care of kids, you want to build a daycare, um, a home, you know, a business taking care of kids, or you love gardening, you want to blog, you want to write a book, you want to build a business as a speaker. I mean, I think every one of us needs to kind of look at what is it that we love about what's special about us? What are we passionate about? And that's kind of, even with your own business, you know, you kind of have to take a look. If you do want to play this, you know, celebritize yourself game, you really do have to take a look at what is it about what I do that I love that I'm passionate about? And what is it about what I do that makes me different than other people in my field? And, you know, that's kind of where you start pulling it all together. Does that answer your question, Peter? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and you know, in our industry, we have a lot of people who say, I've got to go out there and brand myself. And, you know, they might go out there and brand themselves, and they grab a microphone, and they start talking about things that other people might know a little bit more about them. Because if you're on your first date, it's pretty hard to brand yourself as an expert in a new field that you just get started in. So there's a difference between, you know, I think, you know, really celebritizing yourself when you're worth it, and then trying to do it just because somebody else said you really need to build your own brand. Now, yeah. I have a friend of mine, his name is Rick. His last name is Ernst, and he's a really good guy, and he always used the term, you're genius. What I heard you say is there's a lot of people that probably have a genius in an area that they might feel is either important or not, but there's probably a whole population of people that really want to learn how to needle knit or maybe, you know, uh, maybe, you know, make beer or maybe do something along that line where maybe those are the types of people that really could become the next dog whisperer, if you know what I mean. Like Totally. So it's a, it's a, that's a great idea. Okay. Now, are there, relative to doing this whole thing, I had a friend of mine one time say to me, not advertising your business is a little bit like winking in the dark. And the first time you said that to me, I'm like, what does that mean? And I'm winking in the oh, dark. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad you said that, Peter, because I was sitting here thinking, oh, what does that mean? Right. It sounds a little creepy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and he says, Peter, if you're not advertising your business, it's like winking in the dark. Only you know you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And how many people do you know that have real talent that aren't using your services that are, in essence, winking in the dark? 
No, it's a great point. You know, I, as a matter of fact, I just finished writing the uh, PR Insider for uh, that's going out next week, and the whole point of it is you've got to get out there and promote yourself. What's the whole point of trying to have any kind of a business if you're not going to really do everything you need to do marketing-wise to let people know that you even exist? If they don't know you exist, you're spinning your wheels or winking in the dark, as you say. I love that expression. You're absolutely right. You're so right. Do you have- do you have any favorite stories? You've been doing this for 23 years. Maybe some favorite stories of people that either did it right or did it wrong? You know, there is a particular story that comes to mind, which I, I like to tell to make the point about really if you're going to sit down and do this, having really understanding what your message is that is going to be essential to even having the commitment to carry it through. I got a call one day from a woman who wrote a book of poetry. I think it was angel poetry. And she was all about angels and she loved poetry and she wanted to promote the book. And I, you know, had a very nice conversation with her and got around to asking her, could you tell me why you decided to invest all your time and energy into writing a book about angel poetry? There had to be a reason for this. And she said to me, well, yes, um, my husband actually has cancer. He's no longer able to work. And um, I want to make money from writing a book and publishing it and selling books. And I said to her, okay, Um, first lesson is forget about making money. You're probably going to spend more on promoting it than you're going to make selling it. So tell me what it is you do. What's your profession? How do you earn a living? She said, well, I'm a landscape architect. We have a landscape business and, um, you know, we design people's front yards, pools, and all of that. And I said, okay, and do you have a storefront? She said, yes. And I said, and are you the kind of person that can kind of look out at a desert and visualize what a gorgeous garden can be created from that blank canvas? And so, yeah, I do that all the time. And I was like, okay, Perry, this is, you forget the book about angels and poetry. If you really want to make money with what you, you know, with a book, Write the book about landscape architect. Write the book about how to design your own garden because that's your expertise. And guess what? You even have a store. People walk into your store all the time. You've got a storefront to sell it. I mean, it was just a perfect marketing vehicle. And, you know, the lights finally went off for her, and she went off and did that. But it's getting people to understand what's relevant, what's going to sell, what's the real purpose of it, what are you doing it for, um, and, you know, that brings it back to the point of really wanting to build your brand as an expert in your field. Perfect. The technology has changed so much in the last few years. Forget about the last 20 somewhat. How did your business change or maybe the advantage that I might have if I wanted to be that celebrity you're referencing what type of advantage do I have now as the technology has changed, and how has your job changed as the technology has changed? You know, give me the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's a great question, actually. It's changed in many ways. Um, probably the biggest change is what we've seen, and we're all familiar with the, you know, the decline of newspapers, um, you know, the hard traditional copies. We've seen many fold, and, uh, you know, we're there some of them are just solely online today. So, you know, the bad is that unfortunately a lot of people lost their jobs with the newspapers either downsizing or going out or folding. But we've seen 
just this incredible um, burst of product print media online where every publication today has an online version. So when it comes to marketing um, today, that is an incredible opportunity for people who are looking to get you know, quoted in newspapers and magazines or getting articles published because today you've got all these publications com- competing for that visitor. So they need content, quality content, valuable information to provide to their visitors 24-7. So they're always looking for good content. And if you can provide it, then you've got the eye of that, you know, of the public. So in that way, that's been actually a very advantageous change for marketing, that uh, online need for good quality content, newspapers, magazines, blogs, news search engines, Um, there's that. Certainly, the other thing I think that's changed has been uh, two other things. One is the explosion of specialty um, programming on radio and TV. You know, today, you know, we've got shows of every kind on radio, whether it's gardening and sports and politics and finance and fitness and cooking and fishing. I mean, you've got it all on radio and TV. What what does that mean? It means that there's an outlet for you as an expert to be a guest or contribute. So you have that opportunity more so today than ever before to really be um, visible in the media. And the other thing, of course, the real big thing is social networking. Um, that's huge because the opportunity in building a following, sharing all your great information, building uh, every time you're on radio or TV, being able to forward that around to your followers who then forward it on. So, my goodness, the, the technology today for marketing is just absolutely beyond anything that I knew of, you know, 20 years ago. It's a fascinating time and a great time for people to take advantage of all the all the aspects of it. Not just one thing, but all of it together is just a great strategy for marketing and building that brand. Um, I know we only have a few minutes beforehand, but and we don't want you to give away any of your trade secrets, but what would be some of the things, and you might have to start this afterwards as well, what would be some of the things that you might do for a client? Would it be like a website? Would it be a Twitter account? Would it be Facebook and how important are all those things? And I don't know how many of those social networking type of sites are out there now. There's like 350 that I know of at least. You know, push a button and search for something. You can find a username for 350 different sites. It seems a little bit on the super-duper overwhelming side. So how would you manage your resources and how would you manage your time? First of all, to the first point, we specialize just in the media, Peter, and we work in four mediums. My agency, we book clients on radio as guests, we book them on TV, we get editorial coverage in print, and the fourth medium is the social social networking. And, you know, for us, depending on what the client, what his message is, um, you know, what he's really trying to build will really determine the, the social networking sites that we'll use. And, you know, what we do for me, of course, is a lot more than we'll do for our clients um, because just in terms of budget and time. But we we use typically Twitter, 
um, we do a lot with Google+. We're big on Google+, because it's Google and because of all the search engine optimization um, opportunities that come with that. Um, LinkedIn, obviously, for business. And, you know, Facebook is more for friends and family. So depending on what the message is, what the client is, will determine which social networking site that we would recommend as the, the priorities. Perfect. Well, I think we're just about that time where we're taking that little spinning break. So, Axel, go for it. Savage Smokes is a new site on the scene dedicated to the trending electronic cigarette industry. If you are looking into e-cigs as an alternative to tobacco and have been disappointed by the ones you picked up at the gas station or you kept your money in your pocket because you didn't know which one to buy, head to SavageSmokes.com for honest and up-to-date electronic cigarette reviews on most e-cigs you see on the shelves. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronce and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. And now... Back to the show. Welcome back to the Dash Radio. This is Dawn Wright DeBronx and Peter Mingles with our guest, Marsha Friedman. And um, this is just really cool, Marsha. I swear, I, I, I'm really in awe of what you've done with Celebritize Yourself in, in concept because it's, it's always been something that, you know, I have noticed. And I think most people, they get it. They know that that's the case. And, you know, most of them are... I'm, I, I'm speaking for myself as well, buried and just right. thwarted by the concept of, oh, gosh, how am I going to pull this off? I have so much on my plate. And, you know, for myself personally, I've, I've talked about it for years before I started to talk, to talk to other people out loud about it. I thought I really wanted to write something. And then it's picking the thing. And then it's actually sitting down and getting it done. And and I got into a book mentorship program and even getting to the live classes and doing the outlines in time. And it's just, it's a huge undertaking. So, you know, hearing that I could actually hire someone to help is something that just gave me a breath of fresh air on the concept. Didn't even think of that. So what other really valuable little nuggets can you tell us about this process? Uh, well, first of all, I'm so glad to hear that that, that was of help <laughs> to you, Dawn, really. Um, and, and don't feel bad because most people don't know it just by virtue of the, the name of the industry. They're ghostwriters. So, mm-hmm. y- you, know, um, you know, the author doesn't necessarily want anyone to know that somebody helped them, but that's just the secret in the industry. The other thing that is almost to your benefit that you waited this long is the changes, in, and, and I'm serious too, the changes in the publishing industry because even three years ago, um, or five years ago, you didn't have the idea of, okay, now I've written the book. Oh, gosh, now I've got to get it published. Now what? Mm-hmm. Well, today the opportunities are, it's so simple to get your book published. If you're using the book as a marketing vehicle for your business, well, I'm not talking about going out and trying to get an agent and get a New York publisher. No, you just you can self-publish it. You can use CreateSpace, which is owned by Amazon. You know, um, CreateSpace.com. They will do every single thing that you need to bring the product to market. So if you give them the manuscript and you need editing. 
Well, then you can get editing. You're going to need cover design, interior design. You, they do all of that. And, and the beautiful thing is they're print on demand. And so if you want to buy one book or you want to buy 10,000 books, it's all going to be the same price. So mm. it's, just, it's so easy today to get the book published. Um, and, you know, part of Create Spaces Service and a few others, many other publishers, um, you know, they'll get the book for you on Amazon, they'll get it.com, on barnesandnoble.com. Don't, you don't even have to worry so much about getting it in the bookstore if the book is a marketing vehicle for your business. Because 50% of books today are sold online anyway. So... Mm-hmm. You don't need to be concerned about it. So it's real simple, Dawn. Really, just yeah, gotta... yeah. I can see that because what's interesting is I, I what I found out in the process with my book mentor is that I have five books in me. I don't have one book, and so picking which book to write first, second, third, fourth, or fifth, and then how am I going to have any of the time? and then the book that Peter and I are doing together. So that's six, and like, and, and then every time I turn around, there's something else that would be a really good book, and then Alex says, yeah, I'll do that one with you, and I'm like, my God, I'm like, I have a career as an author in front of me, and I have no time to write even one, so, you know, it's it's pretty amazing once you start talking to people, how excited people get about the concept of writing a book, but it's a massive undertaking, so this is like really good information, and, um, yeah. you know, and, and so and, and, what, what should somebody pay in relationship to if they're writing a 150, 180-page, um, like, self-help book versus, you know, they want to write a 300-page novel, I mean, what should they be expecting to pay for stuff like that? First of all, you know, today, even more so, I mean, it's almost like there's a new trend in the publishing industry where even 100-page books are almost the the, the trend, the new trend. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, if it's a how-to book, if it's a self-help or a business book, the Great. shorter the better. Everything today is sound bites, and maybe that's the effect of living in the Twitter generation. <laughs> I don't know. But sure. it's short. You don't, It's 100 pages. You could pay anywhere from... 2500 to 20000 depending on who you hire to write the book, what their mm-hmm. criteria is, what their credentials are. But there's a lot of good people out there, so it, it can vary that greatly. Um, right, I right. have found that an average price is around ten or twelve thousand dollars, but you know you're paying it over time. You never want to pay a ghostwriter all up front, or even I don't even recommend paying them fifty percent up front unless you've really seen all of their work, seen their products. You want to make sure they've actually written book. I saw a ghostwriter who was asking fifteen thousand dollars to write a book. I said, great, send me some sample copies. And they were like, well, I've actually never written a book. I've just written a lot of articles. And I was like, Peter, that goes to Peter's point before. Well, then don't call yourself a book ghostwriter, you know? Um, Aspiring. They can use aspiring. (laughs) That's right. And maybe you're a writer, but you're not a book writer. You know, you're not an author of books. So so you want to qualify them. But that's pretty much um, an average. Gotcha. Okay, cool. So that gives everybody an idea of what what they need to to have together. And, um, you know, tell us a little bit more. I mean, when somebody's celebritizing themselves, is it all about the book or what else do they need to do? They go, they write a book, and now what? Well, let me go back.
back to one thing that's really relevant even before you get to that, because when you sit down, and, and maybe you've already experienced this, Dawn, when you sit down to actually write that book, you got to figure out, well, what is it? What am I writing? What am I writing about? You know, <laughs> because there's so many things that you could write about, right? And this is kind oh, of what you're many. going through. Yeah. I had to go through the process. When I decided, heck, I'm telling everybody they need to have a book. It's time for Marsha. You need to have a book. And the process for me was, all right, I'll write a book. It'll be, you know, how to get PR. So I started to write that book, Dawn, and, oh, my God, I was bored as, as heck. I thought <laughs> I it, it takes so much time and commitment and energy to really put out a good product. I realized I don't want to write that book. Well, what do I want to write? And that's where I kind of had to sit down and define what the steps are. So I, I tell people the first thing you need to do is figure out what is it about what you do that you're passionate about? What message am I enthusiastic about that I want to convey? And that really ties into what are you passionate about with regards to the message of your book or what you do? The second thing you want to kind of ask yourself is, okay, who's my audience? Who's going to benefit from this information and this expertise that I have? The third thing you might want to ask yourself is, all right, how is the information I have going to help them? And then the fourth thing is, okay, now, why am I the one to bring this idea to them? What's special about me? What's, what's, what are my credentials that enable me to be the messenger of this incredibly important message? And then the, the fifth thing, um, how can I make my points unique and different from what's already been said, what's already out there? Those are five things that I think are really critical for anybody to kind of take a look at when they're approaching the idea of writing a book. Absolutely. And and um so so how did you figure out what how did you figure out exactly, you know, how to spin it from from what was boring you to tears to what would be fun for you? You know, it was it was a, just a, a very simple, interesting process. I really kind of had to take a look at myself and look at all the different things that I do every day, day in, day out, making the donuts, you know. And I decided, <laughs> you know, the thing that I really like is it, it went back to what got me in the business in the first place. What I love is really hearing what somebody's interest and idea is and helping them figure out, how to how to get where they want to go. I I love that part of it. Talking to people, helping them unravel that, um, uh, coming up with solutions. That's kind of where I enjoy going. And that was kind of how really the whole three step method came about. Was realizing okay, well there's a process here. So that's that was for me the process you know but i've seen it even with clients i had three cardiologists who came to me with three different books almost at the same time but they all had a very different unique message one cardiologist was all about the mediterranean diet he used to work for atkins the atkins group and it was all about diet and nutrition another cardiologist wrote about um um end of life issues he had actually had a 
uh, heart, almost heart failure. He, he almost died, was in the hospital being a patient um, himself, and he realized what other patients go through if they haven't tied up all the loose ends, the will, the do not resuscitate, all the forms in the hospital. So he set up a whole foundation to help people with end-of-life issues, a fabulous message. And this other cardiologist um, had uh, found a, an incredible test that people need to, or should take in order to detect heart problems. So his book was all about how to prevent or how to detect and prevent heart failure. So each one of them, they were all cardiologists, they could have written the same book about, you know, heart health, but they all had their different angle on it. So that kind of gives you an idea of what I'm talking about as far as finding your own unique message and what sets you apart from others in your field. Sure, absolutely. And and um you know making it your own and and enjoying the process of writing the book is is really super important and i i can i can tell you when i was when i was going on about the book that i had thought i was going to write and i i would talk about it and i'd kind of get like oh it was drudgery and it was oh <laughs> and then i started to talk about the book i want i was going to write with peter and i'm bouncy and effervescent and my mentor there said oh we totally know which book we're not writing right now <laughs> <laughs> perfect. John, that's perfect yep. i mean you just really listen to yourself on that and that <laughs> uh, there's no better guide than yourself on what your indicators are am i smiling or Am I sad? Am I bored? Right. Or am I is this going to be a root canal right now? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. No, that's exactly it. And and you'll know just by just even through that measure. You know, I think a great story is look at Julia Child. You know, we all saw that movie. She had two loves in her life: James, her husband, and French cooking. Did you see the movie, mm-hmm. the Julia Child movie? Love yeah. So, yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and that goes back to even Peter's question before. It's not that she saw herself as this cook, you know, or even an author, but she had those two loves and um, she, you know, the whole book came about and surprised her and became a national, international bestseller. And I mean, that woman today is responsible for the Food Network. So it was just mm-hmm. a woman with a passion took it to the next level. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to jump in because we only have a minute left. So I've been taking notes. So I went to guruandelance.com. I already got my book writers done. I went to createspace.com. My book's already in print. In the spirit of network marketing, (laughs) I've hired Marsha. And after the commercial break, my chauffeur is going to be picking me up for my Concord flight. (laughs) And now a word from our sponsor. (laughs) Now a word from our sponsor. Are you in a rut about your taxes? No more with this simple template. Your business deserves the best, and so do you. Try our simple bookkeeping formula. You'll look organized, find your receipts, and you might even get a write-off. One thing is for sure, you'll thank us. Visit bit.ly forward slash the dash taxes. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash D-A-S-H taxes. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronce and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. 
and like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. And now, back to the show. And welcome back to The Dash Radio for our last segment in our wonderful interview with Ms. Marcia Friedman. And um, Peter, I'm going to let you kick it off so I don't want to be a hogger. Excellent. Well, on the, um, on the fun side, let's always tell people where to go find Marcia's information. So, Marcia, where would people go to be able to find your information? Because you could really help them, I think, attain some of the dreams of a lot of the entrepreneurs and people that are listening in. Because mm-hmm. maybe they weren't thinking about it, but maybe they see now that there's hope. You know, they can actually get these things done. So where would we, we find absolutely you? We can. Yeah, Peter, we really do. And, you know, it's interesting. I wish I could tell you my business was really filled with this A-list celebrities that we publicize and, you know, we're <laughs> out there with the, the movies. No, my business has really been built on people that um, have an expertise and they really have that desire to get out there and build their brand. And, um, you know, they're not well-known household name people, but we, we make them that. So, um, yes, we've helped a lot of people over the years. And, you know, one of the things people can do, listeners can do, I do a uh, twice-weekly free PR and marketing uh, report. It's called the PR Insider, and anybody can subscribe to it by going to my website, which is emsipublicrelations.com. And they'll find the link there for the PR Insider and subscribe and also learn about what we do. And, you know, quite frankly, right there on the website, we every month put what we've achieved and what we've accomplished in terms of quantity and quality of media, you know, what our big hits were, the quantity, so people can learn about us and also learn more about PR marketing that way. Now, I know I was trying to write stuff down, so I wrote down the PR Insider, and I know I did not get the website. So could you repeat that one more time for me? Absolutely. It's emsipublicrelations.com. E-M-S-I. So Edward Michael Sam Indigo. Got it. Public. Thank you, Don. You're welcome. Just call me Vanna. I could turn over letters for you, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> we have the tape. We have That's the right. tape. Yeah, Axel, we're still taping this part. All right, so back <laughs> back to your part. So, I, so Marsha, I see that, you know, realistically you might take somebody who's got it in them and then really help develop that. And I joked before the commercial break that I went from holding the antenna from the beginning of the show to having a chauffeur on the Concorde on my way to Paris. There's got to be some level of work involved if somebody's really going to kind of go after it. What kind of work is involved? I, I hear about celebrities and sometimes how they fall out of frustration. They're in 50 different cities in 50 different days or 50 different cities in three different days or whatever it might be. What would be typical for somebody? I know this is a really wide one as far as, like, you know, what's typical. But what would be typical for somebody as far as what they have to put into some of the things that you would help them with as well? Well, you know, it is a good question because with wanting to be that expert celebrity and build that brand really does come uh, a commitment, a commitment of time and energy and certainly resources. And if you're, you know, if you're really going to do it, you want to make a commitment to it. You want to be on the air and in the news as often as you can. And um, so... You've just got to make that commitment budget-wise and time-wise. You know, in today's world, Peter, fortunately, you don't have to travel as much because we're talking about that business 
celebrity. So, you know, we're talking about branding yourself as an expert, you know, representing your business in some way. Um, a lot is done online today or, you know, getting print coverage. You could do talk radio interviews that are all done by phone as we're doing without having to uh, go in studio somewhere. And even TV, a lot of TV today is being done, Skype. Um, or, you know, if you're going to go TV, you could go just do national in New York if you've got the credentials to do that. So I never recommend anybody go on the road to do a a, a book tour or a big publicity campaign because it is a burnout. You're absolutely right about that. But you can do it in combination. Many of our clients, they're out traveling on business or they're, they're, they're professional speakers, so they're traveling a lot, in which case we'll follow them. We'll book them as guests on radio and TV in that particular city that they're going to. So they're combining their business and using the publicity as a marketing vehicle to draw that attention, that visibility and credibility to their brand, and that's really how to do it. But it is a marathon. People shouldn't think of it as, oh, I just do, you know, six months and I'm done. No, it's ongoing. You really have to have that commitment. Which would be one of the reasons maybe you want to find something that's pleasing to do as opposed to something that's a real drag, because if you're going to commit to it, resources, time, energy, and a portion of your life, it sounds like. That's exactly right. That is exactly right. That is so much a part of really knowing what you want to do and making that decision. I say it really starts with that decision of making that commitment because it is a commitment. You know, the rewards are huge, but there is a commitment to, to bring it all to fruition. Now, for those people that might have found their pen and they're ready to write this down, I just want to give your website one more time because I know if you're a lot like me, somebody might be listening to something, oh, shoot, I'm listening to this as I'm away from anything I could write down. It's emsipublicrelations.com. And the action step they should do is they should sign up for the PR Insider? Yes. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, as somebody, you know, as a student of public relations, we've had a couple of challenges just kind of like recently with people like the Lance Armstrongs or the other celebrities, as somebody that's kind of like looking at maybe the way they handle things like this, maybe they might not be your clients, but do they do it the right way? Do that they do they do it the wrong way? Pick a topic and just or pick one of those and say, you know what? Here's a great example of, and then you can what you my shouldn't set. do. Right, Tiger exactly. Woods. What you should do. <laughs> Tiger Woods or Lance Armstrong? No, um, you never ever ever lie in PR. Um, you you know, if you're caught in something, you want to be right up front. You want to be in front of it, not behind it. You want to be stepping out, um, talking about the truth, apologizing for what you did, making amends for it publicly instead of trying to avoid it and run away. So um, very much a, a smart move PR-wise to be really up front and in front of it. You know, one other piece of advice, if you'd like me to share a little bit of my secret sauce sure. with what we do and how we get media, for any of your listeners that want to attempt it on their own, what we do is we follow the news. Um, that's what we do every day. We're sitting in our, our conference room. We're looking at the news. We're figuring out, okay, which one of our clients has a message that ties into whatever the news stories are for the day. So anybody that's interested in pitching themselves to the media as a guest, do that. You know, we we know as media professionals, the media works in terms of problems and solutions. So they identify the problem. You 
bring yourself as that expert to offer a solution. So you never pitch your book, your company. You're always pitching the problem that your expertise solves. I think that's a, a really important message for anybody that wants to do it themselves. Another question. There's probably some types of industries that are more favorable publicly versus maybe some that aren't. Like to tie this in with what you're referencing, in the news there's a lot of stuff that happened with guns. So there's you know something about gun control. Obviously the, polit- the politicians jump on and try to slap on whatever they're going to do with gun regulation because that might be their agenda. Or if there's something that happened with other areas of politics, are there certain topics that are more favorable for clients and kind of like even though it might be important to you, probably less favorable? Well, I think, look, you know, if you're talking about getting out there in the mass media, you're really talking about the problems that the masses have, whether it's health, finance, fitness, um, you know, relationship problems. We have this horrible situation with, um, you know, kids that are, you know, shooting up kids in school. So, you just have to, you know, from the point of view of a PR, as an example, we had, um, when this whole Sandy Hook Elementary School thing happened, we happened to have had a psychologist on board as a client who had just written a book called uh, Stranger in the House, and it was about your teenager that you no longer can identify as your kid because he's become a stranger. So we um, we booked him as a guest on tons of radio and TV because he was able to offer great advice to parents who were, you know, may have that teenager in their house. So, you you know, the smart thing, if you're reverse engineering it, which I think is really smart, is figuring out what it is that you want to promote or market if you're if you're in that position, what's what is a message or product or service or book that you have that is that can appeal to the masses? Because then the marketing opportunities and avenues are are so wide open to you. Does that does that make oh, sense? Oh, that's perfect. Absolutely perfect. So, for if when you do your stuff, you're looking at current events. You're looking at hot topics. You're that's looking right. at stuff maybe that the masses might be interested in. You 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 know specialize in certain areas, especially and for you specifically. You have an arsenal of clients you usually work with, and you might say, hey, here's the time to really turn on the juice, or maybe exactly here's the time right. not to. Yeah, and for a lot of your listeners, um, you know, they may be representing products or services that have to do with changing people's lives, whether it's weight loss programs or fitness programs or nutritional products or anything that's, you know, going to affect a consumer's life. You know, one of the best things that we love to take advantage of is during the holiday season and also going into the New Year season because everybody's looking for that New Year, New You angle. So we always always take advantage of that. But also there's national holidays. Just as an example, we have a client with um, dental products for bad breath. He's got products all over the country, and we're charged with keeping him in the media. It's going on six years now. Well, who would know that? I think it was in February. There was, it was National Fresh Breath Month, you know? So we look for those kinds of things because it works well with what the media is is interested in. So even find those holidays. Figure out how to tie your message into the news or what the consumers are thinking. So fascinating topics. Out of the clients that you have, would most of them have figured this stuff out on their own? Or do they really, really accelerate their growth by having somebody like you maybe guide them the different steps of the way? 
I'm sure they're good people, they're talented, but how much of your your equivalent your your stuff that you do it really is going to make a big difference on them, like stuff that they probably wouldn't even think about. They wouldn't, honestly, and, you know, it's constant education for us to explain to them that, you know what, um, doctor, I know you have this incredible product, but I can't go out and pitch your product. I've got to figure out what what is it that your product, what problem does your product solve? Or even another example is I have a uh, client who is a new age philosopher and has a retreat, very successful. He counsels people. Well, I can't go out talking to the mass media. We have to kind of bring it down to what's the everyday problem that you're solving for people. Well, is it stress? Is it relationships? And kind of get them to understand that we've got to really figure out, uh, dummy it down, make it, what is it that you can do to help the that audience, the masses that are sitting out there? And even with novels, we're, we're able to do it very often. We had an attorney who wrote a novel, for example, that had to do with um, the Mormon religion. His novel came out during the presidential campaign when, you know, Mitt Romney and his religion was in the news. Well, I took him on, but I said, are you willing and able to talk about the whole controversy with the Mormon religion. He was. We were able to use it and get him a lot of media that way. So it's, you know, it's educating the client as to um, what is he able to talk about that he's credentialed to speak about that isn't necessarily that direct pitch for the product or the service of their company. Okay, as we wrap this up, give us the little encouragement speech. If there's somebody in there that kind of has one person talking on their ear, like I'm really not sure if I could go for it, I really don't know if I have this in me, but they really do. So give us the little rah-rah speech on how somebody might be able to call you and really kind of get that greatness and that genius developed with them because it's probably sitting in there and they got the foot on the brake and the foot on the you know the gas pedal at the same time kind of, and there's, sometimes the brake is somehow winning. So give us those words of encouragement. Go for it. Don't let anybody stand in your way. I mean, I call them dream killers. You want to be with dream makers, not dream killers. You've got a dream. You can, If you can see it, you can be it. So you want to go for it. And, you know, the technology, as we discussed before, is makes it so easy today for somebody to really develop their brand and get out there and get to the top of their game. It's it's the opportunities today, the marketing uh, strategies today that you can apply are beyond anything we've ever seen before. So it's very real and very doable. You got to go for it and make it happen. Absolutely. Okay, Don, you wrap it up. Well, that was just awesome. Thank you so much, Marsha. And for those of you who didn't hear the first ten times, you need to get over to MarshaFriedman.com and you need to get over to EMSI. Um, that's EMSI Publishing. PublicRelations.com. That right? Pu- that's right. Public relations. See, I'm thinking of books. So I'm thinking public. Publishing. <laughs> Good girl, so e- <laughs> EMSI public relations dot com. So get on over there. Sign up for the newsletter. Make sure you show your love to Marsha and uh, come on back tomorrow. And you will hear Mr. Bob Adams doing what he does best: doing taxes and a little self help in there. Um, and this is, of course, Bob's. Uh, he's going to start his new show, his own slot on April 4th at 8 o'clock, but he's here with us at 7 o'clock this Thursday and next to ramp up to his own show. So thanks a lot. Thanks for following us, and we'll be seeing you tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Eastern. Have a great day. Thanks, Marsha. Thanks for listening to the show. 
At The Dash, we know that your time is precious, and your choosing to spend it with us means a lot. To get reminders for our live shows that happen every Monday through Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, click follow on the top of any show. Also, subscribe to our blog for articles, inspirations, and great products and services for your ever-growing business at thedashradio.com. For upcoming mobile experience, text DASH to 37404. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Dash Radio. Again, thanks for spending some of your Dash with us. We look forward to talking with you again soon. <laughs>